Good to be here this morning, and uh, you notice our screen is a little wacky, and uh, we're changing up some things, and, uh, and so uh, we were trying to talk about that, and I didn't realize my mic was on. You know, the old guy's up here, Pastor Randy, the old guy, but uh, yeah, things happen, you know, things happen. We're not perfect, you can see that, and, uh, but it is good to be here. We're talking about conformity, the problem of conformity. That didn't, it's, is it supposed to be on the screen? And uh, No? Okay, well, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just a new guy. So, problem of conformity. You know, <clears throat> sometimes we try to fit everybody in the same mold as us, and, and we have a hard time accepting people that are different. And Paul addresses that. That's not a new thing. And we see in Galatians not only the other things that we've seen, but he's also addressing this thing of conformity, of, of, of trying to fit everybody in the same mold. We saw that last week with our uh, X-rated uh, message. And uh, that uh, Pastor Ray brought to us. And if you, you say, well, I didn't see that. You can go online. You can see that. And so uh, we do a little bit things a little bit different here at Bethel. And, but this week is kind of a continuation of that same conversation. In Galatians chapter 2, if you have your Bible... If you don't, you can go to our live event uh, on the, the uh, Bible app, and you can find, go over there. It's a little pull-down menu, and you can pull up the, uh, the notes there, and, and you can see also the verses. They'll be up here on the screen, too. But in Galatians chapter number 2 and verse number 9 and, and 10, we're going to read those. It says, In fact, James, Peter, and John, who were recognized or known as pillars of the church, recognized the gift of God uh, God had given me, and they accepted Barnabas and me as their co-workers. They encouraged us to keep preaching to the Gentiles while they continued their work with the Jews. Their only suggestion was to keep on helping the poor, which I, uh, I've always been eager to do. And that's Galatians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Who, was, uh, who were James and Peter and John? Who were these guys that Paul said, uh, these are pillars of the church? And we know something about Peter, and uh, he was the guy that, uh, you know, walked on the water. And uh, if you know anything about uh, the New Testament, you, he was the guy that, in the garden, remember, he whacked the ear off of the guy, the, the, one of the servants. And, and he was the one that denied Jesus three different times. He was kind of a, a compulsive guy. And we see him through Scripture. We see him changed after the resurrection. Then you find John. Uh, John was the one that uh, was there with Jesus and, and uh, saw him transfigured. And, and he was the one that was, uh, Jesus actually called him. And James, his brother, which was a, a different James uh, than the one mentioned here, uh, were the sons of thunder. And uh, these guys were, were loud, and uh, they were outgoing, and uh, Jesus put that title on the sons of thunder, James and, and John. And then we find James here. It's not the James that we see uh, in the transfiguration, the inner three. Uh, James uh, uh, that, was, that was mentioned in the New Testament or in the Gospels is the one that was martyred. He was the first apostle to be martyred. In Acts chapter 12, you can find him. But this James is actually the half-brother of Jesus. He's the one that wrote uh, the book of James. And so you see these three guys that are pillars of the church. They weren't only just pillars. They weren't only uh, men that were well-known. But these guys had been with Jesus from the very beginning. Uh, Peter and John, of course, were called. They were fishermen that were called, and they followed Jesus. And we find James that actually grew up with Jesus. Can you imagine the life that James, the half-brother of Jesus, had seeing his 
big brother grow up and see him go through. He was probably there. We don't know the age difference, but he was probably there when Jesus uh, was left at Jerusalem. Remember that story? And his mom and dad were kind of freaking out. And I don't know if James was, was running around Jerusalem. I doubt it. He probably was with his mom and dad. But he saw all that. These guys were leaders in the church. And uh, they were people that had been with the Savior. They had seen Lazarus raised from the dead. They had seen the miracles. They had also seen, uh, seen the risen Savior. And so these, these guys were there. They were connected uh, to the church. And, and Paul said these guys were pillars. They're known as leaders, as, as people that were there in the church from the very beginning. And, uh, but we're going to see some things that P, uh, Paul brought out, some things that these guys, these three guys, James, Peter, and John, uh, worked together and recognized in Paul and Barnabas' life. Before we go any further, let's, let's pray together, okay? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being able to be here today. Thank you for what you've done in our life and, and how that uh, Jesus did come. And even though we haven't seen him face to face, we know that, that, that he is our Savior and, and that he dwells in us. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to be able to give that message of salvation and about Jesus to others. Lord, we thank you for our life being changed because of what Jesus did on the cross. Help us to learn more about your, uh, your will and your plan for our lives and help us to be conform to your image and not to someone else's image. Help us to, to realize that you've made us in a unique way, in a special way. You've gifted us in, a diff, in different ways and that we might be able to work together to honor and glorify you and help each of us to find and follow Jesus and, and, and help us to do that this morning. Lord, we love you and we thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. So we find uh, the, the, in the, the first part of this, this uh, chapter 9, or verse number 9, says, in fact, Peter, or James, Peter, and John, who were known as pillars in the church, recognized the gift that was given to me. You know, sometimes we're conf confronted with the temptation to, to try to be conformed to, to a certain person. And that's what I love about, uh, or a certain group of people. That's what I love about ba Bethel. And uh, every, every Sunday morning, I, I look forward to seeing people come in, because everybody is different. And we see we have little kids come in uh, from the from the nursery. By the way, if you're looking for a place to serve, I guarantee you that there's a place in the nursery. And uh, I think last week there were 18 babies in there the first service, and and I don't know 13. I I don't know. There was a bunch of kids over there, and so there's a place to serve. See those little guys coming in. You see you know, students coming in. You see moms and dads coming in, and then you find uh, people that look kind of like me coming in. And, uh, and we have a great, great cross, uh, 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 whatever I'm trying to say. We see a lot of different people uh, coming into our church. And we can, we can see that everybody's different. It's, it, we, have, we have people of all ages, all cross-cut, and, 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 and all, all culture, all, all parts of, uh, of, 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 of the culture that we have around us, and people coming in. There's, everybody is different. There's nobody, nobody that's custom you know, or, 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 or uh, uh, made like somebody else. Everybody's custom made. Can you imagine if somebody, or if all of us looked like Reuben Heron and... Uh, we all came in, and we all looked exactly like him. It'd be confusing, but it'd also be confusing for Jordan. Can you, can you imagine? Going in? Okay. Will the real Reuben Heron stand up? And, uh, and it would be confusing. And, and I'm glad that we all look different. We're all unique. We're all specially made, and God has given us uh, gifts uh, so we can use for his honor and glory. 
a lot of years ago, several years ago, uh, the Lord opened up an opportunity for, for, for me and my wife to, uh, to go, uh, uh, Sherry, uh, to go to a place off the coast of Panama and uh, with a, working with an indigenous group of people called the Kuna people. And uh, we fell in love with the, with the Kuna, uh, uh, Kuna people and uh, this group of people that live along the coast, the Caribbean ca- uh, side of Panama. And we made lots of trips out there. And we were able to drag a lot of our friends out there and, and some of our family out there. And, and uh, some of you here at Bethel, I know that there's, uh, there's been some people from Bethel uh, that have gone out to the islands. And, 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 and the islands are, are, are unique. There's a, there's a, different, a different look to them. And uh, there's, there's a different culture there. And I was able to get to uh, Ray. And by the way, he's my, my son. And... Uh, and uh, Pastor Ray out there, and, and some, of the, some of the first times he went out there was out of his element, out of his comfort zone. And uh, Ray's, uh, is, is his gifting is different than mine. He, uh, he d- looks at things differently, and, and you know, it, you, if you've been around him, yeah, you know he's got a different set, a skill set, a different set of gifts. And uh, he's an entrepreneur. He's very active. He likes to see things get done. And, uh, and that's, I'm a little bit different in, as far as my gifting. I, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, as you're going down the trail in the jungle, I'm taking pictures. And uh, I'm doing some, uh, taking some pictures, I'm looking at some things, and Ray's the kind of guy says, okay, Dad, uh, how far do we have to go? You know, hey, Dad, we need to get going. And, uh, or he'll say something like, if you've seen one flower, you've seen them all. And, uh, and that's just, that's, <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. And by, by the way, anybody see the sunrise this morning? I mean, it, it was amazing. And if you'd like to see a picture, I have a picture. And uh, <laughs> so... It, <laughs> Working with indigenous people is, is different, and you have to slow down. Uh, the, the Kuna uh, culture, they have uh, their tribal leaders or village leaders called Silas, and they have a, a building called the Congress Building. That's, that's what it's called, and it's a large thatched uh, building. And you go in there, and, and the, the leaders, and it's really cool, and, uh, because the, the, the village leaders, the Silas, they sit in hammocks. And, uh, and sometimes even when people come in with, uh, with different uh, problems or different, uh, different questions or different issues, uh, the silo would be laying in a hammock. And uh, how cool would that be, Reuben? I mean, you, know, okay, you want to talk to the pastor? Yeah, he's in his hammock over here. And uh, go in, he's laying in his hammock, going back and forth. And, and uh, so you go in there, and so it's a different, uh, different atmosphere. And, and, you know, and, and so you think about a guy laying in a hammock, that's a little bit more laid back, a little bit little relaxed, uh, slowing down. And so you go in there, and you just sit, and you just, you just look at each other. Sometimes you go in there, and they just, they're in their hammock, and you're sitting there, and you're just looking at each other and, and sizing each other up. And then, then you start talking, and... And you, you explain your family, you talk about your family, and they talk about their family, and they talk about the ocean, and they talk about fishing, and they talk about the kids, and they talk about the community, and they talk about the crops, and you talk about all kinds of things. And then sometimes you just find a place where, well, no, everybody's done talking a little bit, and, and you even take a nap in, uh, in there in the Congress building. It's slowed down. And, uh, and, you get, and then, then you start talking about how that God has blessed you, why you're here in their community, what you want to accomplish in their community. You talk about, Christy, what's the important thing? 
Jesus. And uh, so we talk about Jesus, and then sometimes we, if we're returning back or maybe a new village, then we maybe give a little gift, a little pocket knife. All guys like pocket knives. And, uh, and, uh, and these, these Silas, they like to wear ties. Now, I'm glad that we're not Silas here. And, uh, and, and nothing wrong with ties. If you want to wear a tie, that's okay. But they like ties. Sometimes you give ties out. Sometimes you give a machete. You know, that's just a work tool. And uh, sometimes you give them a hammock. You know, hammock's really, a really cool thing because they, that's a, something that they use. But it's slowed down. And, and, and so that gifting, that ability, God has uh, uh, given me that ability. Now, he didn't give that to Ray and uh, Pastor Ray. Has Ray ever gone to a, 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 a Congress meeting? Of course. Has he had to slow down? Of course. But it's not part of his gifting. Does that make Ray any less, uh, worth less as far as God's economy is concerned? No, no. Does that mean he's less valuable? No. It's just as his gifting is different. Paul said, they recognized the gift that was in me. Wasn't like their gifting. I didn't have to conform to James and Peter and John because they recognized that God is using me in a different way. You may have a different gifting in, in, as far as your, your calling and, and what God is doing in your life. And so they recognized. But not only that, but they also accepted Barnabas and me. Paul said they accepted us. They recognized it, but they also accepted us as being different. And, you know, sometimes we need to learn to accept people even though they look a little bit different. Last week, it was exciting. We had our second bilingual service. I loved it. And uh, we're going to have that every, every uh, uh, month. And the last service, uh, this month will be the last service, the last, uh, the last Sunday, have a bilingual service. You say, well, that's just a little uncomfortable. You know, we're not the only ones in, in, in the world. It's amazing how people think that everything just goes, just, just circles around them, just revolves around their world. It's amazing that people, and I meet them all the time, in Oklahoma have never been out of their state. There's people in western Oklahoma that have never been to Oklahoma City. You know why? Well, all the thieves and the bad people live in Oklahoma City. And uh, I'm not going there. And, uh, and, and, and sometimes we have this little small worldview. We need to realize that there's a lot of different people and there's, a, there's a, a variety of people and God brings those into a church setting and we get to serve together even though we don't look the same, act the same and have the same gifts. They recognize the gift that I have. That I have. And, and you know you see in verse 6 that we saw last week that uh, God doesn't have any favorites. He makes us unique, and He makes us in a, in a way that, that is, is custom-made for His service, for His honor and glory, and He wants to use you. It's always exciting to see new people come in, and I always think, and, and maybe this is wrong, and uh, I see people that are coming in, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, I wonder how they're going to get plugged into the body here, into the church. What gift do they have that's going to be used here in, the, in, 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 in what God's doing here at Bethel? And, and, and as you see people getting plugged in and coming more and more, then you see them start using their gifts. And that's what it's all about. God's giving you some things that he wants you to use for his honor and glory. But not only that, but they were also encouraged, Paul. If you look on down in the verse, Paul also said they encouraged us. Anybody need encouragement this morning? 
Anybody have a rough week? And uh, encouragement means just to, uh, just to help somebody, to motivate somebody to keep doing something, to do something, or to keep doing that. Do you need encouragement? Maybe to keep being a mom, keep being a dad. Keep being uh, uh, faithful to your in, in your marriage, and maybe just keep working, keep keep going forward, keep t- telling other people about Jesus. All of us need encouragement. Encouragement is just that giving that support and that uh, that 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 courage to put courage in somebody to keep on going forward. Keep using your gift. Keep going forward in your service for the Lord. Let's keep existing to love and lead one another to find and follow Jesus. Let's keep doing that. And we need to encourage each other. Encourage somebody as you see, as you go out today. Encourage somebody this coming week. There's going to be somebody that you can find that will, keep, that will need encouragement. Now, Paul said at the very end of this, of this uh, uh, portion in, in, uh, in verse number 10, it says, And their only suggestion was that we keep on helping the poor, which I have always, uh, always been eager to do. You know, there's a lot of poverty, and you see that even in our city, even in our, in our, in our city and around us. You can see poverty, and sometimes we think, well, poverty is just lack of material things. People need food or clothing or, or housing or, or they, they need some, some, some health care. And, and we, think, we think about poverty in that, in that context. But that's not all that poverty is, is, is about. You know, there's some spiritually poor people. Uh, around there's some people that that have a deficit in their spiritual life and their spiritual health and and there's there's people that need to be encouraged or helped along there's people that have mental uh, issues and 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 deficit poverty in the in the in impoverished mental health and so we need to have some have some compassion with these people and and help people along uh, maybe there's some people here right here this morning that you feel like you're spiritually uh, deficient and uh, there's some poverty there or some, some lacking. And do you need some help? This morning? Do you need some encouragement? Do you need some, some, somebody to come along and help you with that? Maybe there's some emotionally poor people here this morning and uh, we need to help each other with that. Just like Paul was admonished, just keep, keep, keep helping those that have spiritual needs and, and, and are in poverty. There's a lot of people that are poor in their relationships with people around them. You know, there's a lot of families that are really struggling right now that are going through things and, and the marriage with their kids, the relationship. There, there's, there's some people that are struggling and need some, some help in those areas. You know, we need to keep helping each other. Let's help each other. Let's help each other meet each other's needs. And can we encourage somebody this week? Maybe today, can you be an encouragement to somebody? Or maybe... You need to have somebody encourage you. Uh, do you need to help somebody that's in poverty, whatever kind of a poverty that they're experiencing? Uh, do we recognize the gift, our gift, and the gifts that others have? And are we using it to, in, 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 in the local body, in, in the church, to be able to win people and to help, and find, uh, help us to find and follow Jesus and, and, and do that together? Are we doing that and serving each other? Uh, do we accept them and treat them as equals? You see somebody that looks maybe a little different, acts a little different, has a little different background, has a little a different gift, and uh, do we accept those people as part of God's plan uh, for Bethel and for the for the world and for the church? And God's doing something, but He's doing He's using individuals 
and bringing us together for his honor and glory. We're all different, but that's not a bad thing. And uh, it's a good thing. And it's exciting that we can come together because we're here because of what Jesus did for us. And because of what he did for us, we can serve together. James and Peter and John, they said, yeah, we recognize that Paul is different. He has a different uh, uh, history, a different story. And uh, we're going to recognize him. We're going to accept him. And we're going to encourage him. And we're going to just keep going forward. And let's, let's work together to help meet the needs of people around us, even though we all look different. So this week, look how you can encourage somebody. Serve somebody. And uh, recognize your gift. Use your gift for God's honor and glory. Let's have a word of prayer and let's finish up. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness to us. Thank you for the way that you love us. Lord, I just pray that you might help us to continue to go forward. Thank you for uh, James and Peter and, and John, how that they uh, welcome and they, they accepted Paul as a co-worker, as, as an equal in, in the service of, uh, in, in, re, in winning people and bringing people to Jesus. I pray that you might help us also to have that same attitude that even though we look different, even though we have different stories, our story is all connected because of what Jesus did for us. Help us to look to, uh, to, to come, come along and partner with people and, and be, a, be an encouragement and also help us to meet the needs of people around us. As, if you, as you give us the ability to do that, help us to continue to serve you uh, together. Lord, we love you and we thank you so much for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and worship together.